welcome to another episode of the Cajun Conservative, where I talk about life, I talk about liberty, I talk about the pursuit of happiness, and yes, I'm showing the world that us Cajuns here in South Louisiana are intelligent. You know, I see a lot of just uh, a lot of people portray Cajuns or Louisiana people as bimbos, and you know. Adam Sandler's did a show called The Water Boy, and apparently it was in the swamps of Louisiana. And people think that is how Louisiana people are. But I'm proving them every week that we have intelligence beyond comprehension. Because us here in Louisiana, we are a majority of us are conservatives. Yes, we have one or two liberals out there that talk about things that. You know, you don't you don't really think about, you know, or, you, you know, some things that the left says. But, hey, you know, we're intelligent. We're, we are intelligent. Look, I, I want to tell I want to say this about Louisiana people as we're going along. You know, let anybody go into the Chafalaya Basin that's right by my house and put crawfish traps and survive in a swamp. You know, majority of people will say we don't want to do it. They couldn't stand the mosquitoes for an hour. But us, intelli- our intelligence here in Louisiana, especially down here at the bayou, you know, to, to go ahead and to hunt and to fish, that takes skill, folks. A lot of skills. But, hey, I am happy to be with you here today. Happy Independence Day. I know when this, vi- uh, when this episode drops, it will be after uh, January 4th, but a lot of people are observing January 4th on January 5th because it's Sunday and Independence Day fell on a Sunday this year. So happy Independence Day, the day where we went ahead 200 and some odd years ago and say, look, we are free. We are declaring our independence back in 1776. And that's what caused the Revolutionary War. A little bit of history right there, folks. But it, you know, you go back in that time of history and, and you think about our independence and what those great men had to go through. Some of these men were very wise. You know, I don't, you know, sad to say if these men lived today, they would not let them in Washington. Oh, Isaac, you don't, you don't know that. Well, they did it with Donald Trump. Donald Trump brought out some ideas and did what he said he was going to do. That's what the founding fathers did. If they said something, they were going to do it. They didn't go around the uh, the question or they didn't go. They, they, they did what they said they were going to do. But and look what they did to Donald Trump. They threw him out. So the founding fathers, you know, they I, I have a feeling they're turning in their grave. But. But they. they them men, they were smart, way smarter than the average politician today. And it just, I, I'm so proud to live in this nation. I'm so proud to go ahead and represent the red, white, and blue. You know, there, there's, there's three things I worry about. My God, my family, and my country. My country does come three after God and family. But to, 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 to honor our country and remember the day that we have the freedom the, what I'm doing now or what you're ever, what you're doing this weekend is just amazing. And I'm going to be honest with you in the topic that I'm about to talk about. I won't be like these rich fools that go ahead and turn their back on the flag. It, it just, it, it upsets me. And that's what we're going to be letting off to our first topic. But again, happy independence day, wherever you're at. If this is a day, two days, three days, a week, three months, whatever, when you're listening to this, Remember our freedoms that we have. And look, fight for your freedoms because we're losing them little by little every day. And if the Democrat Party gets their way and take away the filibuster and make laws that they can go ahead and take away. I heard, I heard a stay-in today at church, and I'm going to give this to Pastor Brandon. I don't know where he picked this up at, but Pastor Brandon, our my pastor at New Beginning Fellowship Church, said this today. If a government is big enough to give you everything you want, it is big enough to take everything you have. And that scares me, folks. That scares me when a, when a government is that big. Yeah, they can give you everything you want, but at the same time, they can take everything you have. And look, we, we've seen countries do that. We've seen countries go ahead into the break and be taken away by their dictator. So let's just pray that America does not have to go through that. It, it hurts me 
to to imagine an America like that. But the way that our world, our country is going, they have forsaken God because they have forsaken God. We have stupid, stupid politicians up there trying to do it in their own way instead of doing God's way. And folks, it's, it blows my mind. I don't know how anyone can live without God, but I'm just telling you, you know, it, it, it amazes me to see this country. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about this, um, this, this story that was published on June 27th, I believe about a week ago. And this happened after my show last week. I didn't see this until after the show that I recorded. And I start, I was talking about, some Olympians, uh, there was a bike rider that uh, he's a transgender and he's running as a woman. And he went ahead and said, listen, I'm go. I want to go on the stage. I want to win a medal, not to represent America, not to go ahead and, and show how proud I am. I want to burn the flag on the podium. Now, folks, this, I think last weekend was the trials and stuff to go to the Olympics. And I, I brought that out and I brought out a few other things about how, um, Professional athletes that make six figures, more than that, a year, go ahead and dishonor our flag, but come back and say, oh, we love our country. That's why we want to burn the flag, to show people and make people aware of bad things happening in America. And, folks, I I went ahead and I, I, I used an example of a spouse Telling their other, their, their uh, better half or their significant other saying, hey, I'm going to go make you a cup of coffee with the intent of putting poison in that coffee. But when somebody would ask me, well, why did you do that to your significant other? Well, I did it to show them a lesson, but I'm, I, don't tell me I don't love them. It just don't make sense. You know, you, you, you want to burn a flag. To, to make awareness of a country's problems, especially on the world stage. You don't see no other country except America at least saying that. Now, some are at the pinnacle of that. If you say you make us look bad, you, you, you're, you're done. Literally, you're done. You're going six feet under. You will not be heard from again. Now, it's in America, we're different. We have the ability to speak out. We have the ability to speak our mind. I'm not against them saying, hey, look, America has problems. I don't see where anyone can't say America has problems. I look at America and I see we have a spiritual problem, according to the Bible, because the, the Bible says if a nation forgets God, it, it, destruction is up ahead. So I see, I see problems in America. I'm not going to say that America is a peace-loving, all, you know, grass green on the other side type of country where they, they don't have a problem. I'm trying to say that I know America has problems, but at the same time, you don't go ahead and burn a flag. And I brought that out last week. Well, hold and behold, I went ahead and I, I saw my, my phone go up. And like I said, this article by Fox News was written on June 27th. I believe that was last Sunday. If I'm not mistaken, let's see. I want to give you the right information. No, yeah, last Sunday. Last Sunday, this was brought out a whole week ago. Olympian hammer thrower Gwen Berry says she was set up after the national anthem began playing during her medal ceremony in the U.S. Olympic track and field trials on Saturday. So it was a Saturday. It was, this article was written on Sunday. It happened on the Saturday. At which time she turned her back to the flag before evidently covering her face with a shirt. The shirt, however, said athlete activist. It was a T-shirt that she put over her head. Now, Barry, earned, uh, Barry 31 earned her spot on the Olympic team for a second time with a bronze medal performance over the weekend, but, but much of the attendance was on, on her protest of the national anthem. Now, this isn't the first time that Miss Barry goes ahead and protests the flag. I believe it was in 2019 for the trials of the 2020 Olympics before it got canceled due to COVID-19. She went ahead and heard the national anthem, raised her fist. Now, I never heard of Miss Barry. I never heard of her. I, to be honest with you, I didn't know. I, I knew Olympics do the, 
throwing and the, the, the hopping over the, the rails and all that stuff. But I never heard of Miss Barry. Now, now this is Ben Soprano's uh, thought. He said this is, this is her trying to get publicity, which I don't disagree with him on. I think it is because when she went ahead and put up her fist, everybody talked about it. I didn't even hear about her raising her fist. There was so much of that going on in 2019, 2020, of people protesting the flag. Oh, I'm sorry, not the flag. Protesting police brutality. And, uh, you know, I, that's it's funny. This is uh, this is a side thought right here. It's funny how every time somebody does this, it's during the national anthem and presenting of the flag or the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, we're not protesting the flag. We're protesting police brutality. Really, while the national anthem and the flag is out. That's the only way we can get attended. No, no, you're protesting the flag and you're protesting the national anthem, and you're protesting the Pledge of Allegiance. Don't come and tell me that. But anyway, if you read the article, she said she felt like she was set up. She felt like she was set up to to do this. No, she looked for the opportunity. Where did the shirt come from? Where did the shirt come from for this? But anyway, now I'm not going to go ahead and take away from the two ladies that went ahead and respected our flag. I think we need to talk about them. Uh, Dana Price and... Brooke Anderson stood for the national anthem after the finals of the women's hammers throw at the U.S. Olympic track and field trials on Saturday. So Price won. Um, Anderson was second and Barry finished third. So so I'm, I'm going to tell you this, folks. This, this crazy conservative Cajun is not going to go ahead and turn his back to the flag. But, folks, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this. Why, why, why do this? Well, is it publicity stunts? Is it, is it, is it something that, you know, they really believe in? Now, this woman, Miss Barry, said the same thing as the last Olympian that wanted to burn the flag on the podium when they won a medal. They, they, we don't hate America. We, but we, 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 we like, um, she came out a couple of days after this event and said that the Star Spangled Banner was evil and racist and, and all this stuff. But, you know, folks, and they, they come from one line where it says something about, uh, free and bond or something of that nature. And they use that as their excuse to not reverence the national anthem. But that part is never performed to begin with. There's only one section of it. But they use that to justify all this stuff. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point to the hypocrisy of this. This woman is saying that America is racist and America is homophobe and America, all this stuff in America is bad and make, and she wants to show the world. That's why she could not look at the flag and, and, and sing the national anthem because she's so, America's so bad. But she's going and representing our country. Ma'am, if America is so bad and America is so evil, drop out of the Olympics. Because you are representing that country. No, I'm not. I'm an athlete. Yes, but you're a citizen of the United States of America. And you're going to to, to Tokyo and represent the American people and the American way of life. If if America is racist and America is, is all evil like you're saying, drop out of the Olympics. Because when they look at you, they're going to look at America. Oh, oh, I just hit a nerve. Folks, that's the thing. These these activists and these, oh, we're going to turn our back to the flag and we're going to show how bad they are. No, they're looking at you as America. Yes, the flag does represent America. The national anthem does represent freedom and honor and glory. But the the time that they're going to see American athletes win, they're going to think, wow, look how America produces these great, these great athletes. Ma'am, you're representing America. So, according to your logic, if a flag is a symbol of the country, you're representing our country. They're going to look at you as bad and influence. See, I don't think these people think about this. They want to go ahead. And like I said, said, I'm not going to say America's perfect. America's like everything else, imperfect. There was only one perfect, and that was Jesus Christ. But to come out and tell me that you don't, you're going to turn your back on the flag... It, it, that is shameful. That is embarrassing. 
Like I said, I'm going to give props to the two young ladies that went ahead in turn and looked smiling. I have the picture in front of me of Dana Price and Brooke Anderson. Understand? They stood for the national anthem. They proudly put their hands upon their heart and says, yes, this country has given me an opportunity to compete against the world. That's another thing before I go ahead and go to the break. This woman's turning her back and America is bad and evil. But America is telling her, come to the trials. We're going to send you. You won't have to pay for nothing. America is going to pay for everything for you to be at the Olympics. For you to make a check and for you to live in a nice home. America provided that. Because she worked hard. And look, America gave her an opportunity. But no, America's bad. Now, I can understand if these were three white women standing up on that podium. But it wasn't. It was two white women and a black woman. If America was so racist. And if America was so bad as this woman's proclaiming. She would not even be on that podium. She wouldn't even got invited. But folks, this is what they're te- this is what they're trying to say. Now I can hear the arguments of the other side. Well, the two white women got first and second. That's showing white privilege, and we got to teach critical race theory. No, it's not. These women, these two women, outperformed her, and she's lucky they didn't have a transgender because if it was a transgender, he he would have been in that third spot or second spot or, th- or first spot. Oh, Isaac, you're throwing coals into that fire. Yes, I am. Because then, it, it, if you think about this, folks, it's not about, it's not about all racism. This woman just hates democracy at its finest. She just hates the republic that we're living in. She can't stand because she's brainwashed to think that she's underprivileged while going to Tokyo, getting everything paid. In my opinion, this the United States gave this woman an opportunity. No other country would have probably gave it. She, she would have had to fight double harder to go ahead and get this opportunity. And look, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to come here and bash her accomplishments. I think it's great that she's in the Olympics. But to go ahead and turn her flag, turn her back on our flag and not, not show people that, that America is great, is a disgrace. In my opinion, she should go ahead and quit. Or the Olympic team should say, hey, you didn't represent America? You're done. But that's okay. Like I said, I will never turn my back on the flag. And as long as I have breath in these lungs and I have an open mic to talk on, I'm going to expose this hypocrisy. Because this is ridiculous. I'll be right back. For delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast-fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. All right, everybody, welcome back to another segment of the Cajun Conservative. And I want to go ahead and thank everyone that's, that listens. You know, I normally do it at the beginning and just want to thank everyone that's out there for supporting us and helping us. And we got some good friends and family members that go ahead and keep on telling me they're, they're really they're really liking the show. That, that you know, that just, that I don't want to say puffs me up, but it, it encourages me because I know I'm doing something right. I am influencing people, hopefully in the right way. 
And that that's what this is about, opening people's eyes and and to allow you know, you know, to allow to be open-minded. I hear a lot of conservatives when they come to uh, not a conservatives, a lot of liberals when they talk to me, "Oh, Isaac, you're not open-minded." Really? Well, would you consider my way? Oh, no, I would never consider my way because CNN told me not to. Oh, that <laughs> I I don't look at that like I I, I try to be open-minded as much as possible, and I listen to other podcasts, and, and I try to get information as best I can. But, you know, we you know we just got some people out there that, that don't, that don't want to listen, but I want to thank everyone that listens to us. It is a pleasure to always be with you here every week, and hopefully maybe some time more. I'm, I'm working on a couple of things for this podcast, and it's just... It, it amazes me what I, you know, what God has allowed me to do these last couple of months. It's just a blessing. But all right, so I want to go ahead and talk about a, a couple of local poli- uh, local politics right now because, as the name says, I am I am a I am the Cajun conservative, and I, you know, I live in the great state of Louisiana. Love my state. It has been running to the ground by John Bear Edwards, and we've had. We just had a, uh, a state session where our state senators and our state uh, house representatives went ahead and passed a few bills. Now, there were some things I, I really didn't like about this session. One, uh, Senate President Pace Cortez, I feel, made, a, made some dumb, idiotic moves. Now, this dude, I believe, is from Lafayette. So this is a local, local guy that became... Um, uh, Senate president. And look, I was, I was so excited folks. I'm going to go back a little bit because the 2020 election was very disappointing for me personally, because Donald Trump didn't get back into the white house the year before John Bell was got reelected, but there was hope in the 2020 election because in, in the 2020 election, the Republican party of Louisiana took over the house and I think took over a supermajority of the Senate. But as local talk show host Moon Graffon says, the Republican Party of Louisiana can't make a ham sandwich together. And I'm going to use this analogy because it's really good, and I credit this to Moon Graffon. If you go ahead and put all the Senate Republicans and the House Republicans of Louisiana in a room and put two breads and a ham in the middle of them and say, y'all, make a ham sandwich. They would do every way possible besides the right one. And that's what Louisiana did. Louisiana, when we had some good conservative candidates for Senate president and House leaders. But Paige Cortez and um, I'm trying to think of the House speaker's name at the. I'm trying to think where Shake Snyder, Clay Shake Snyder of Gonzalez went ahead and made some deals with the Democrat Party and got votes to where they became the Senate House speaker, the Senate uh, president and the House Speaker of Louisiana. So this legislative session, look, bills for, you know, for gambling passed through. They they tried doing all kinds of stuff. And if I, I wouldn't have enough time to go ahead and explain Louisiana politicians to y'all guys. Because if you're living in the state of Louisiana, you're like Isaac, we know we know if you're a conservative and you're listening to conservative talk show hosts like Moongrafon and other local um, affiliates here, you would know what I'm talking about. You're like, yes, Isaac, we feel your pain. We know what the Republican Party is doing. Well, we, we had this legislative session that happened, and we, uh, you know, no shock to people, John Bet Edwards has been vetoing bills like crazy. Now, I, I just got a news article to where the abortion bills that John Bell Edwards had on his desk, he signed into law, a few of them, which is great. I'm glad he's standing on to that principle of being pro-life. Now, I'm going to say this. I, I, don't, I think he's doing that to keep his, his popularity up in the state because John Bell Edwards is supposed to be for the Second Amendment. They went ahead and tried to pass constitutional carry. Now, this isn't this isn't strange news. I think like twenty other states have done this. 
to where and I'm going to explain a little bit of the bill where you in a nutshell, you can you wouldn't have to have a concealed carry license in the state of Louisiana to carry a gun. Which I, I'm going to come out on this, Michael, I think people should look, I don't conceal carry. And I but I do own firearms. And if I could, I would. But I never went get the paperwork for it. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying, you know, but this bill would allow me to conceal carry. Now, I know how to operate a gun. I've, I've been shooting a gun since in my teens, you know, when I started hunting. I know how to, op- I know how to handle a gun, but it would, it would, I, I don't mind going into a class. I don't think that's a bad thing to go get a concealed weapons class. Because there is some people out there that would say, hey, you know, and look, this is the governor's argument, and I understand the gov- governor's argument. Where he, like he says, some people should not be concealing a gun until they get some training. And I agree with him on that part. But to tell people, hey, you got to go get a pen and paper or go get a paper that says you, you, you took the class every until you can carry a gun. No, that's, that shouldn't be. I, I agree with the Republican Party. I think anyone should be able to carry. Should everyone carry? No. But at the same time, should they be able to? Yes, it's under the Constitution and the Second Amendment. But he went ahead and vetoed constitutional carry. Now, Texas did it. I think Mississippi did it, and other states have done it. But that, was, that wasn't the straw that broke the camel's back. John Bell Edwards also saw, uh, vetoed a bill for, legislative, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for a law that would say you, you can, if you are born a male and you transgender into a female, you cannot play female sports because you were born a male. Now, John Bell's reasoning for this is, well, we never had a problem with this in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, we haven't had a lawsuit like West Virginia, which this week the Supreme Court denied taking, which I have an opinion about that, how the Supreme Court don't want to take up controversial cases no more, apparently. But John Bell Edwards went ahead and vetoed that bill. So Senate President Paige Cortez and other key lawmakers said Wednesday... There is a growing likelihood that Louisiana will hold its first session to debate whether to override global natural vetoes. What that means is that they're going to go ahead for the first time in Louisiana history. We're going to have a session to veto this governor. Now, it never has happened before with John Bay Edwards because we have never, ever had a supermajority in the House and our Senate. The Republican Party or the conservative movement never had that. Now, I'm going to give you a point. Of, I, I'm not going to hold back on Paige Cortez and uh, Shake Snyder. Because these people are not, in my opinion, the greatest leaders out there. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go ahead and say that they're not... They're, I'm, I'm not going to say that... They, they're not more leaning to the left than the right because they're they're supposed to be in the middle type guys. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and how can I say, I'm not trying. These guys are not conservative. Let's just say like that. They're Republican, but they're not conservative. And they were trying to pass bills until the conservative, um, caucus came into play. That's when, some of these bills got stopped that they were trying to push that was more left-leaning. But Cortez and Shake Snyder are not the greatest example of leadership for the Republican Party. And I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to sit behind this mic and glorify just the Republican Party. I'm going to go ahead and call everyone out that does stupid things in politicians, stupid things in Washington or Baton Rouge. But we're, the, the, the way that the advocate, that's where, who I'm reading right now, says that the gathering for the veto session will be January 20th and could last until January, er, uh, July, not January, my apologies, July 20th to July, 20, uh, July 24th. So, folks, I'm, 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 just, I'm just telling you here that Louisiana is going to have a session that's, that's going to be dedicated to overriding this governor, which, like I said, we never had before because of... We never had a supermajority, but we have. Now, the thing about these two bills, folks, they were bipartisan. Democrats and Republicans voted for this. But John Bell Edwards 
the governor of our state put it upon himself to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to veto it. That alone should go ahead and call for a veto session. That alone right there in this state should have had the approval of Democrats and Republicans saying, Governor, you're overriding the people. Because, see, folks, this these vetoes right here by John Bell wasn't the benefit of the people. People didn't call John Bell and told John Bell, you better not do that. Well, maybe some people did. The Democrat Party and all, all this all this stuff. Democrat Party and Nancy Pelosi maybe called him. You better not do that, John Bell. You know, if you want to succeed in our, our Democrat agenda, you, you better not do that, John Bell. But John Bell Edwards signed something that I believe 70%, uh, 70, 80% of Louisiana people agreed with. So for John Bell Edwards to veto these bills to begin with should have called for a special session. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say something about Paige Cortez and uh, Shake Snyder, Clay Shake Snyder, because they, they, I think they were fighting this. Now, according to, uh, I've been quoting him a little bit because that's where I've been getting a lot of my uh, information from, Moon Grafon. Moon Grafon believes, I'm going to say it like that, that Paige Cortez and Clay Shake Snyder made some type of deal with the other side, with the Democrat Party or something of that nature. Now, I don't know. It could have been. But at the same time, we really don't know what what they were doing. So as for the the, the um the special session, they were hesitant to come to come on um to, to have this session. But because Louisiana went ahead and the people of Louisiana called their senators and their congressmen and say, listen, we want y'all to have a special session. Now they're going ahead and therefore they weren't for this at the beginning. Like I just said, I'm not going to go ahead and justify Paige Cortez and Clay Shake Snyder because, oh, I'm anti-Bill, uh, anti-John Bell. But these these guys were, oh, no, I'm not going to go ahead. No, I'm not going to. We don't know if we're going to have over. Uh, it was Paige Cortez that said the other day, oh, the transgender bill hasn't been officially vetoed yet. But John Bell was went ahead and gave a veto statement on why he did that. Folks, Paige Cortez and Clay Shakespeare are trying to push this back as much as possible, hoping that the Louisiana people don't do it. But the Louisiana people want these two bills. They want the gun bill. They want the, the transgender bill to, to go through the law. They don't, want, they don't want women having to face men, and I'm going to call it transgender women or men. They were born men. They, 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 these gun laws, like I said, look, I, like I, I said that earlier, and that's a disclaimer for this program. I'm not going to go ahead and say I agree with everyone should uh, should wear a gun. There's a few people I know that act like they're wired up and they walk around. They don't know how to handle a firearm. I think they should take a class, but there's enough people in Louisiana that know what they're doing to, to conceal their gun. And the Louisiana people want this. But John Bell and apparently some Republican leaders don't want them to get it, so they don't want to have this special session. And look, I'm going to call kudos to all my fellow Louisiana citizens that, that said, look, I'm going to call my legislators and I'm going to tell them we want these bills. Y'all better have a veto session. Hopefully that the legislators come back and don't cancel this and they go through this veto process and show the governor, hey, you do not have as much power as you think. Because the Louisiana people have spoken up. And look, I have not talked about, I don't hardly talk about Louisiana politics because I talk to all kinds of people in this country. But I think this is something that we need to look at. Look, other states are doing it. My good friend Lauren Collins from the state of Texas said that Greg Abbott signed this bill a few, I think like a month ago. But John Bell, nope. I'm going to be, I, I'm smarter than everyone in Louisiana. And then you got Paige Cortez and Clay Shake Snyder. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. No, we don't want to upset the governor. No, we don't want to upset. The, we got to work with the governor. These men need to be replaced. And unfortunately, they won't be replaced until the next election. But until then, look, Louisiana citizens, I know majority of my listening audience is in Louisiana. Keep calling your legislators and tell them we want a veto session. I'll be right back.
How you doing, everyone? Isaac here, and I'm here to tell you about the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. I know Scott personally. He's a true blue, red-hot conservative, talking about current world events, but just not telling you about the world events. He's giving you a God on his opinion of what's going on. So today, go ahead and check out the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. Since I've told you, next time I see you, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the Scott Ford Show? If you say yes, I'm going to give you a thumbs up with a big smile. If not, I'm going to look at you weird and say, why are you not watching the Scott Ford Show? So go check out the Scott Ford Show today on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to the third and final segment of this episode of the Cajun Conservative. As I always say, time flies when you're having fun. So, you know, a a lot of people don't realize when you get behind a microphone and you start talking and you're passionate about it, you start looking at the time and like, where has it gone? So, you know, I'm just glad that you're here. To be part of this next segment. All right. So as we go along, I got a story. You know, we we talked about athletes in the first segment and how they work hard to to get where they at. Now I am I'm by far not in no modeling contract or don't know nothing about the modeling business. But it's kind of hard to picture. This, when I got this article from the Daily Mail. Now, Fox News and other outlets have done it, but I think the Daily Mail betrays it a lot better. Now, you might be saying, Isaac, that it's not a uh, a conservative newspaper. Well, I'll read all kind of... Look, very so often I'll pull from CNN, but it has happened once in a while. But the news article came about. Now, I found this story on Snapchat. <laughs> You know, I was on Snapchat, and I said, wait a minute, what, what's this? And, of course, Snapchat, Daily Mail, and all these, a lot of people are praising this, as this article says, a binary breaking beauty queen. Philippian American becomes the first transgender woman. That's right. A man has won a beauty pageant to be crowned Miss Nevada and will go on to make history as the first Ever trans Miss USA contest. Catalina Ed, uh, Ed I cannot say that name to save my life. Ed, um, Enriquez. 27 was named Miss Nevada at last Sunday's pageant, which was held at South Point Hotel Casino in Las Vegas. Folks, what is this world has come to? I'm just, I'm just asking, you know, next up, um, she'll, they, the Daily Mail says she'll head to, I say he will head to Oklahoma for the Miss USA co- uh, contest, which will be on November 29th. Folks, th- this, this is, this, this transgenderism push is, is a lot bigger than what we see it, folks. And, and look, this right here is something that, first off, this isn't a woman. This is a man that has done things to his body to make him look like a woman. Now, he, he just mentioned this later on about people calling him a man, which is rightfully so. You know, I, I'm going to say it like this. God made them male and female according to Genesis. That which comes a scripture that a lot of ministers use at weddings for man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and two and them two shall be one flesh. So that that right there is enough. But this this individual is coming out and in, in being part of pageants and and winning apparently because, you know, he has made himself into a woman. Now, he can call himself woman all he wants. In my opinion, he is not a woman. He is a man. 
Same thing with Bruce Jenner. We know that you know Bruce Jenner is running for the state, uh, the the governor of the state of California, and he is running as you know Caitlyn Jenner. But Bruce Jenner changing his name and making himself look like a woman, he is not a woman. He is a man. I can go into scriptures where the Bible calls this unnatural. I can call, and, and you'll know my views on transgenderism and homosexuality. I'm not, I'm not behind his mic hiding my opinions from everybody. That's why I do this podcast, so people know what my opinion is. But for this, for, for, for um, this person to go ahead, this man to go ahead and say, I'm going to transition into a woman and go into pageants, it, it just, it, it gets me. Now, they had a lot of issues going on with this. They had, uh, When he first got into pageants, they wouldn't let him have a roommate. It, it was all kind of stuff. But I want to I say something about this, which I think this is wrong. But this is why I picked this story to talk about today. I, I was reading this article and, and seeing what this person was saying, um, Mr. Rodriguez was saying, and he made, he made a, um, he made a comment on, on the daily mail. I have been told that I am in sin. I'm taking something away from little girls. He said, the article says, she says people have their opinions. And when it comes down to people calling me a man, it doesn't hurt me. I've heard that so many times. Later on in the argument, he was, and also in a video, he come out and he said that there were some days he would pray he wouldn't wake up because of the abuse and of the, 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 the negativity he was facing while going through these pageants. And I started thinking of something, folks. Is it because that these people, these individuals, deep down in their heart, know what they're doing to their bodies and what they are doing to become a woman or vice versa, a woman becoming into a man. Deep down, do they know that it is wrong? I quoted a verse earlier, and I'm going to quote it again. The Bible says in Genesis that God made them male and female, which comes the famous verse after that. You know, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cling to his wife. And two of them shall be made one flesh. There's a lot of people that say God made him Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. God, in his perfect knowledge and his perfect wisdom, made two genders. I'm sorry, folks. There is not more than two genders. There is a male and there is a female. There was a CNN article, and I quoted it a while back, and I'll quote it again. That's that. Uh, apparently, it was a doctor. I don't know where he got his degree from. From I wouldn't let this man look for my hair for headlights, because he comes out and says there are more than two genders, and you should not put that on birth certificates because um, the the child has to find out if there's a. You know, it's hard to tell what gender they are at birth. Folks, I have three kids, and I knew exactly what two of them were, were male, and I knew the last one was, a female. It wasn't kind of hard, you know, we saw in the ultrasound, the doctor said, look, there's some genitalia right there that shows he's a boy. Yay, it's a boy. We didn't, my wife didn't have the babies and say, oh, Isaac, what is it? And I was like, baby, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. God made them male and female, and God puts that into people that, you know, there's science that says that guys have different things that happen to them than girls. One prime example, an obvious example, a guy cannot get pregnant. A few years ago, I remember there was a guy that said, uh, that, that this transgender guy walking around, oh, I'm pregnant, oh, I'm pregnant. And guess what? He, he was a woman. Changed himself into a man. Changed herself into a man. Didn't take out nothing of her body parts to make her have a baby. And she was having a baby. Oh, look, I'm having... No, no, folks. That when, And look, the media, oh, my goodness, the first man to have a baby. No, it was a woman having a baby that just looked like a man. That changed the, the features in her, their face. But God... But, and then deep in sound, see, they, they, people have a conscience that they know what's right and wrong. 
And I'm using scripture a lot, folks, because this is why this is why I was thinking of this. That God, you know, when they ate of knowledge of true and evil, they knew what was good and evil. So in a person that, you know, God has put them a conscience and put them something that they know what's right and wrong. We get that from our Heavenly Father. And them doing this, I think they know it's wrong. And they fight it. Like this individual said, oh, I prayed that I would not wake up. They had, it was messing up his mind. But then he started using these phrases. People say that he's in sin or I am sin. Which he is, he is correct biblically. But it's kind of funny. And I noticed this about the LGBTQ community. See, folks, the way I'm talking right now, they say it's offensive, but I think it triggers something to where they know they're wrong and they have to defend it no matter what they say. And I, I use an example of a child. You know, there's some children out there that, that, that think they know it all. You tell them something, they get a very offensive and they, they, they get defensive and they, they, they want to fight with you and say why they're right. And they don't want to listen to you. There's some people like that. I have some people that I know that you will show them proof that certain things are not right and they will tell you that it was right and I was wrong, even with the evidence. You can have news articles, you can have all that. And I think that's what this is right here. The left is pushing this because they know it's wrong. These people are, 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 are oh, you're shaming me. Oh, you're, you, you, don't wanna, you don't want me to love anybody. You don't want. They're trying to push an agenda. Because I feel they know they're wrong. Now, they can tell me, no, no, we don't believe that. But it, it, it's obvious, especially reading this, when this person was making excuses, why did she continue living this lifestyle? And look, folks, hey, look, you notice this person did not condemn any of the LGBTQ, but they're part of that community. This man is part of this community. But I'm going I'm to bring a point. It, look how, look at the first words that, that this man said. I am a sin. Now, who's the only people that talk like that? I just mentioned Christianity. We don't agree with this lifestyle and homosexuality because we believe it's a sin. And also, I'm taking something away from little girls. Conservatives talk that way. Because we feel that way. If you're a man... Transitioning into a woman and be part of women, women's sports, you're, you're, you're taking advantage of that. You're, you're a man, you're going to have advantage. Now, this guy right here, he had to go ahead and do a lot of surgeries to make himself look like he, he looks now. But it's just, it's just funny how it's pointing towards more of a Christian conservative um, base. They're blaming the Christians and the conservatives. That's why I say that. They, they, they look at us and like, oh, you're judgmental. Oh, you're this. Oh, yeah. And they, they get offensive and defensive when we go ahead and speak our mind. Now, look, this is America. You can live the way you want. You can go ahead and act the way you want, unfortunately. But, you know, yeah, you live in a free country, but God sees you. And, and, and for the, these people to be defensive about it, and it just click. I was always wondering that. Okay, I, I can understand you're attacking somebody or you, you, you're disagreeing with their lifestyle. But they get, and look, Democrats and, and liberals and, and people on the left do the same thing. They get so defensive when you're trying to prove something and they just want to shut you out. I honestly feel that it's because they know they're wrong, as I said earlier. Now, it's just not. On the side note, it's kind of funny how Nevada allowed this. Now, Nevada is not pure red. Nevada is considered a swing state, so it makes it purple. So I understand why. Now, these are all liberals that run this. Same thing with the NFL. Because the NFL said this week, and I can't remember what day it was, that the NFL is gay. The NFL, the NFL is transgender. The NFL and said everything else except straight. Because according to this, this man right here and the NFL, that's the problem. The Christians and the straight people, they're against all this. And that's the problem. That's, they see us as a problem. And, and, and this, this whole, like I said, back to my original thought, 
why they're so defensive? Why are they trying to push this narrative? Because Isaiah said it the best way. They're going to call good evil and evil good. Why? Because they know what's wrong, but they continue to live in their sin. I, it got You really have to be really messed up, in my opinion, to go ahead and think, you know, I, I, that if you're a, a sex and trying to go to the opposite sex, and, you know, this individual, Mr. Rodriguez from Nevada, and I know people about, oh, as you could call him, he's a woman. No, he's not. And for me, and I would call that a transgender person and all that. No, he's, he's a man. He, he, he did something to make himself like a woman, but he's a man. I just, I just don't know what this man was thinking when he, he woke up one morning and saying, huh, I want to be a woman. I really, I really want to be a woman. I just, I don't, which I understand. And I quoted over this microphone plenty of times, Romans chapter one. It just, it just, it, listen, folks, this, this country is getting, is getting weird. And I, I just, I, I'm just thinking of the passion right now. Mr. Rodriguez is there. There's, there's 50 states that are represented in that, that pageant. 49 of them women and one of a man. It, it just, it just blows my mind how our country how our how our organizations, our corporate organizations, are pushing these narratives. And I'm going to say that I quoted a lot of scripture in this segment, folks, that to prove my point. Where I think they know it's wrong. That's why they get offensive and defensive like they are, and fight so hard to prove they're right. But one day they will face the Creator, where it says, "Hey, I made man, and I made a I made a man and a woman, and that's the only two genders out there. There ain't no transgenders." There ain't no binary gender. There's no, there's none of the other genders they think about. All this LGBTQ stuff, there's not more than one. There's not more than two. There's two of them, a male and a female. I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative this week. If you can, hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends and family. If you want to get in touch with me, reach, you can reach me at Facebook at the Cajun Conservative. Also, the Cajun Conservative 5 at gmail.com. Until next week, be blessed, be encouraged, and remember, Jesus Christ is still on the throne. He's coming back one day. Are you ready to meet him? You have a good week.